0: up
1: man what's up i'm just glad it's football season like we could actually see highlights on the field of games being played especially starting next week so yeah i'm excited
0: we opened it up to all of our fine folks in the patreon Mm -hmm. and the discord and we said what do you guys want us to talk about today and it was funny because almost every single topic or question tied into each other and then it culminated from our buddy true j stew i think that's it Mm -hmm. uh the 10 quarterbacks that we see as most likely to not start week one that are starting this year Mm -hmm. to not start week one in 2024 for their same teams. So there's a few guys that I think will switch teams, but we're kind of going to do like a top 10 list here. We don't typically do stuff like this, but it's going to be a fun episode. I'm sure we're going to disagree a little bit, a little bit. for the most part, though, I think we're going to be uh, pretty on point, mm-hmm. and it was fun going through the list, and I have a whole spreadsheet prepared, so I'll be sharing my screen here in a little bit, but before we get to that, first-year quarterbacks, well, entering year two, okay. all right, so we got what, Pickett, Ritter, and Howell, and Purdy? Yes, yep. Uh, I was just say love doesn't really count, obviously. He's still year one, basically. But okay, so those three quarterbacks, let, let's throw love in there too, because there were two okay. questions that kind of uh, Ron said Desmond Ritter and the other first year starting quarterbacks, and then Nick Spanky right after. Who has the higher dynasty value next year, love, Pickett, or Purdy? So let's go love, Pickett, Purdy, and Sam Howell and Ritter. Let's just get all of them in there together. Okay. All right, all right. So, so
1: I'm not going to ruin the upcoming top ten, but I will say only one of these guys I don't have listed in the top ten. Well, actually, I have a top 13, so you know it's how it goes. But I think Pickett is easily the one that has the highest ceiling out of all of them, and I like his situation. I, I like Purdy. It's just if he stays healthy, if he produces on the field as much, I think Kenny Pickett can add that rushing game that Purdy is never going to give us. And so I think Pickett is really the easiest one to go. Like he has the highest ceiling among the guys. Then I think easily the lowest floors Howell. I mean, we don't even know if he's for surely starting week one yet.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Sam Howell, probably the most precarious out of that group. Uh, Desmond Ritter, he's already getting a glowing endorsement. There's Jay Stew. There we go the real fake Jay stew uh, Pickett does seem most likely from that group to be starting in 24, he says, and I agree. And from a dynasty value perspective, he's, he's the only one, I mean, love, but a few years removed that has that first round draft capital. That's going to be okay. We can, we can understand why an organization would stick with him. Even if he were to struggle a little bit, the good news is for him, This defense looks to be absolutely locked and loaded, and they are going to keep them in game. So even if he is not great, they're still going to be in a position. I've seen people have them projected at 10 and 7, 11 and 6 and still missing the playoffs, which with the AFC and their strength. That wouldn't shock me at all. So I I do think and I I really do believe he takes a step forward. I know there's been a lot of back and forth and conversations. I think Jace do correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was you that has been very anti Kenny Pickett, at least earlier in I the offseason. Hate to see it.
1: I've been on that by train all all offseason long. Um, but I was just gonna bring up you brought up the Steelers in their defense. And I think that matters so much for these projections with the quarterbacks. It's not their individual talent. You could absolutely hate Kenny Pickett, and that's fine. But if their team is just good enough to play him out of the top two or three quarterbacks coming out in the 24 draft, then how are they going to get replaced? Are they going to get one of these aging veterans to come in? So far the Steelers just haven't really been a team that goes out and picks up the 30-year-old veteran and brings him in to be the starter. So right. for me, I, I think Pickett's pretty safe as far as everybody goes.
0: See, I think he's safe, and I what you said and what Jeff saying in the chat about the higher floor. I agree with that, but I could see him being one of those quarterbacks that is just always a low-end quarterback too for fantasy purposes. I can see that. Yeah. So it's more of yes, he's gonna have the value compared to these other guys. And he's on the younger side, obviously. So he's gonna have that that value bump because of age. But is he really gonna be giving you that much? And I keep saying over replacement. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know that the answer to that question is yes. But when we compare Pickett to Jordan Love, to Sam Howe, Desmond Ritter, who, uh, who was like, Rock Purdy. Brock Purdy yep. It wouldn't shock me a year from now. I think Purdy is the only one. I, I think Purdy has the best chance to, to leapfrog Pickett. But then Desmond Ritter... There are scenarios because of the weapons around him mm-hmm. that that he potentially could, but I put Ritter in that same bucket where, unless he's hyper efficient, I don't think the passing volume is necessarily going to be there. But he has the weapons, and maybe he gives you that low end quarterback two production from a projection standpoint. I think we have him coming in like quarterback twenty eight to thirty this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, his projection's really hard to that whole offense when you do the projections, you end up having just to like the team a little bit more to actually like those players on your Mm -hmm. dynasty teams.
0: Yeah, so, all right, well, uh, so for me, and Mitch, correct me if you disagree here, but for me, that order would go, and this is based off of expectations in 2023 because there Mm -hmm. are scenarios where this all changes, obviously. Yep. But the way I see it playing out, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love, Sam
1: Howell. Yeah, I actually have Ritter over Love, but we're pretty close. We're pretty close there. I'd Ritter over Love. Under, uh, well, I guess the way you listed them. I think Ritter has a better chance to start for the Falcons next year than I think Love has a chance to start for the Packers. Yeah, I went Pickett,
0: Purdy, Ritter, Then we agree love and how, and as I'm saying this, I might even, and I listen, this is a lot of the training camp stuff coming out with Jordan love, Mm -hmm. but I could see a scenario. I mean, there are many scenarios where Jordan love is not the starting quarterback in 2024.
1: Oh, he cannot be the starting quarterback by week 10. I mean, that's a, there's a
0: decent chance that happens. Yeah, and Jay Stu, that's exactly it. You can tell yourself a story for any of these guys leveling up, but history tells us most will be gone. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jay Hall, what's up? All right. Uh, Rem Dog, how to approach the aging quarterbacks like Cousins, Rush, Geno, Carr, who seemingly have job security with contracts or expected landing spots? Is this think- a situation where if you could just tear up,
1: you do it? If you can, yeah. But those are also guys that I'm okay with having my quarterback too. I mean, until Stafford, you know, had his bad back injury this year, I was completely okay just having as my quarterback too for the last five years. Derek Carr's been kind of that guy for you for a long time to where like you're completely okay having him on your team. And these, Geno Smith is that guy for me this year to where he's on my team. Cool. I don't really need to tear up because I know getting a quarterback like him isn't all that dynasty and super flex. We always say quarterbacks are so expensive. The top ones are, but mm-hmm. you can almost always find a team that's trying to shed points, especially in potential points leagues to where they're looking to move a Geno Smith or Stafford or Derek Carr, whoever you want to say, those guys are pretty easily attainable throughout the offseason and during the season, in my opinion. So I don't think you really need to move off them. If you want to, of course, Tear up, get the younger, better quarterbacks if you can, but don't break your team to do it, in my opinion.
0: And I think what's going to be possible is as the season progresses, if there are teams that are going one and four, one and five, a uh, five, whatever it is, and they have a Derek Carr on their team, you have enough information up to that point. Okay. The Saints are doing well. Carr is giving you maybe, let's just say, high end quarterback two numbers on a weekly basis. And he, he, he's contributing towards towards you being able to compete. Mm-hmm. If you need to backfill that, that quarterback two spot, or maybe you have somebody like a Mac Jones that just, it didn't take the leap that you were hoping something like that. Then you can make a move and even at a more reasonable price than right now. Cause I'm running into so many people right now and I'm sure I have teams like this and I'm looking at it like this too, where everybody thinks they're going to be able to make a push right now. It's August.
1: Oh, I can make the playoffs. Yeah, this team can do it.
0: Yeah, so things are, and we see it every year, things are really going to shake up then at that point in time, and that is when you're going to see these kind of quarterbacks moving significantly, and like you said, they're really not going to be all that expensive to to acquire if you're looking to do so. And on rebuild teams, one of the easiest
1: things to do is you send your injured player for their quarterback. You know, if someone's trying to lose it, that's one of my favorite moves to make in the season because I'm not losing any points off my team. The guy's already injured and I'm gaining a starting quarterback. So that's something that I think it's always available and that's something that we probably talk about as much as we should.
0: All right. So out of those four quarterbacks, Cousins, Russ, Geno, and Carr, how are they going to be valued in, let's just say in startups in January, what order do they go? Mm, I'd say, I think it's really
1: Cousins. is going to be really close to Russ and then Carr will be, I think Carr's just kind of in that point in his career to where he'll never be valued really high, unless that offense comes out and surprises everybody. But you can look at a guy like Goff. Goff's value hasn't really gone up and they had a spectacular offense last year. Right, So you'd have to buy into the Saints doing the same thing. And I just don't think we see any value change for Carr.
0: For me, I actually think with the way things play out, I think Gino's going to be valued potentially the highest out of all of them. Could be. And then I'm saying Russ, and then I'm saying Cousins, and then I'm saying Carr. And the only reason, and I know Cousins production on a yearly basis, I, I love Cousins. hmm but we're going to get into it here shortly. I think there's a, there's going to be question marks. And at the beginning of the offseason, where is Cousins going to be playing in 2024 and beyond? That's going to kind of mess up his ADP from an early offseason value perspective, I think.
1: Yeah, it easily could. I mean, he's not... I don't want to say he's not going to play for the Vikings because I honestly don't know what they're going to do because I think right. they're going to be a good enough team. to They're not going to have that draft capital. So they're going to have to bring in a vet And why would you bring in a vet that's different than Kirk Cousins when he's probably the best vet that's going to be on the market next year? So it's that weird thing, but you're right. We're fickle when it comes to dynasty values. I mean, if we don't know where he's at in February, he probably drops four or five spots as a quarterback just because that's what happens now.
0: Well, think about just with Aaron Rodgers. That's a good point. The way yes. his value is has shifted. Uh, Derek Carr as well. Well, he's not going to be starting for the Raiders, and then it, it dropped a little bit, dropped a little bit. Once we have clarity mm-hmm. in any situations, even if it might not be a better situation, then we we get a, a nice little bump. Uh, Jay Hall, are you waiting to move Carr if you have him on a team that's out of playoffs? If so, what do you think you could get? Exactly. So we brought this up just a little while
1: ago. I am what there's no reason to move him now unless someone's going to give you a 24 first, right? I'm not moving him for a second. Um, there's no, re- there hasn't been any real big injuries yet, unless you could get like maybe a Jamison in return, something like that. But for me, I'm waiting for a team who's going to lose a quarterback. There's going to be some bi-week things. They're competing. They really need Derek Carr to compete. You know, as funny as that sounds, but I would look for whatever injured player they have on their team and then a draft pick on top of it. And if not, I'm asking for the 24 first. And I'm being very stingy about that because I absolutely love trading for injured players in the mm-hmm. off season. Cause you could always almost during the season. Sorry. Cause you could always move them for more as soon as that off season hits.
0: mean, I, my glasses, they've been all jacked up. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, ah, and I just keep seeing it. I'm like, Oh my God. I know I watched back during, uh, I think it was last week's episode mm-hmm. with Dan, because, again, I'm psychotic, so I watch back, Makes I listen sense. back, everything. And the whole time I'm sitting there like this, <laughs> just shifting my glasses. Would you move Derek Carr for Desmond Ritter plus? And let's just say that plus you're contending, or I'm contending, yeah. you're not. I offer you Desmond Ritter in my second in 24. No, I would not Yeah, uh, I keep see, I, at that point. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get enough added to a Desmond Ritter, and that's going to come into play here mm-hmm. in a few minutes. I just don't think I'm going to get enough to really make it worth my while. That is going to allow me to hedge on that bet. Perfect. All right. This so, is we did have one question about a running back. Oh For, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So Javante. Yeah, it's just—is there a Javante sell window right now?
0: <sighs> All right, let's see. So uh, right now, I just want to pull up recent Javante trades. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, uh,
1: Javante.
0: All right. Ooh, yeah. There is a sell window. So if you're just listening, no problem. We'll be reading it off the page here. Javante for a 24 first and a 12-team Superflex. Javante for a 24 first and a 12-team Superflex. Those both took place yesterday, or one was 10-team. I'm sorry, one was 10-team. Uh, so, I mean, looking through these, it these,
1: looks pretty close to a 24 first value
0: on most of these trades that we're seeing on the screen right now. And based on that, I mean, and again, Dan and I, I just said this so many times with mm-hmm. Dan last week, it, it's kind of just the nature of running back. It is. Doubt. And if I can get a 24 first in a lot of spots for most running backs, I'm okay with that because yeah, you're gonna exactly. be able to you're gonna be able to plug and play, mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to get really close to equal production for far less. Yep. So yeah, I, I do believe this opens the door a little bit. And for Javante, let's see here. You see his little chart here. Uh this is January right here. Yep. Martin, yeah. So you can see Martin. his injury
1: happened and then he dropped about half value as far as like the scoring goes and pretty much stayed there since, but that's going to continue to trickle up as we see him play throughout training camp. Um, as long as there's no injuries, there's no hiccups. I think his value is just going to keep climbing as far as the running backs go. But for me personally, if if I can move him, I'm moving him off every team.
0: Yeah, let's see here, a little chart on KTC over the last. Well, let's do m- month. Hasn't really moved. He's Not gone up my, a No, bit. but
1: I mean, we're just barely finding out. So I think we haven't seen the actual change on the rankings. But I do think people are more willing to acquire. To where a month ago, no one was willing to acquire Javante.
0: Okay, here. So six months ago on KTC, he was running back seven. Mm-hmm. Running back eight. Running back seven. Okay. And today he's running back 15. If we get a few more positive blurbs about how it's just so remarkable, right? That just this insane, Looks great, a
1: best condition he's ever been in in his football life.
0: Yeah, I I think that opportunity is still going to be there. And hell, I'm I think you might see some 24 first, maybe a second. I could see eventually that. if if yep. somebody's really buying. in. what was that tear up to Bijan? Uh, let's see here. Da-da-da-da-da. Come on, that's a huge trade. Tyree Kill and Javante Williams and Zach Evans mm-hmm. for Bijan and Rasheed Rice in a 14-team league.
1: Uh, I would take Bijan in a heartbeat, like zero hesitation.
0: Yeah, and I know this is something I don't want to get sidetracked here, but mm-hmm. this is a trade that came up in the Discord, and then there was a comment. Uh, Somebody was surprised at the early results from the poll, but it was JSN, a presumed playoff 24 first, and oh my, Kendra Miller Mm -hmm. for Bijan Robinson. And if I'm not contending, yeah, that's a really nice return. But Bijan, I mean, and who knows how much of it's going to be unwarranted hype when it's all said and done. Yep. But I, I just want them on my team. I
1: mean, dude, like the one thing that after you play in Dynasty for a long time is if there's a player that's hyped, even if they suck, they don't drop in value. Like he could go out there and be Cam Akers this year, right? People will still love him because they're prying and they're going to buy into their pre-draft assessments. So for Bijan, I have no hesitation paying up for him because I know there's someone in the league that even if he is
0: terrible this year, they're
1: going to pay out the dose for him in the future.
0: Yeah, and that's when it's two super fragile assets, Tyreek Hill, just because of the age. Mm -hmm. And again, you see the training camp blurbs and one of the reporters like, it just doesn't seem like Tyreek has that that pizzazz, if you will. And I'm sure we get to the season game one, Tyreek Hill has five catches, 160 yards, (laughs) two touchdowns. Uh, saves a baby's life, like whatever. Uh, and then Javante Williams. Whatever. Yeah, Javante Williams. Uh, th- yeah, give me a B, John. And Rasheed Rice, I mean, you could move off him now probably for a second value if you weren't looking to keep him. Oh, easy. Super easy. Yep. Yeah. All right. That was Here it. we go. Here we go. Okay. So I went through today, and I pulled the 2024 dead cap number from – Over-the-cap OTC. I was going to say KTC. I was like, that's not right. And I this is pre-June 1 of 2024. And then, obviously, if they trade post... There's a lot of things they could do to make these different. Yes. But as it stands today, I went through and included every current starter. Now, like, I put Baker Mayfield. We can include Kyle Trask there. The dead cap hit for him is essentially nothing. Uh, I included... Brock Purdy, Trey Lance is like a $10 million dead cap. So if you think he ultimately is the starter, but based on what we think today, and I kind of spoke for you here, Mitch, when I put this list together, but we're going to run through Mitch. I want your honorable mentions first. So this is who is most likely to not be starting for their current team. Week one, 2024. So before we even get to number 10, Mm -hmm. I want your kind of honorable mentions. I have three. So Kyler
1: would be my number 13. Just you don't know with the new coaching staff and how long he's going to be injured. But, you know, and then 12 is Mac Jones. I just think the Patriots are going to be good enough to where he's probably not going to be replaced. And then 11 was Cousins. I mean, we talked about a little bit already is I don't know what the Vikings are going to do to replace him. Yes, his contract's up. Yes, he could go somewhere else. But the Vikings still have to bring someone in. They're not going to have good draft capital. And the other veteran quarterbacks that we're going to talk about, I don't think any of them are better than Kirk Cousins. So I think there's a good chance to where he just resigns with them in the offseason.
0: So just to clean it up a little bit, mm-hmm. I want to go through and just give me a yes or no. I-, I mean, are, are they going to be with their team? Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh, so we're doing this. <laughs> yes. Josh Allen. Yes. Jalen Hurts. Yes. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Joe Burrow. Yes. I'm just going to skip Justin Fields. Justin, Her- Justin Herbert. Yes. Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Deshaun Watson. Yep. 200 million.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I dare you to cut him and see what happens here. <laughs> <to your calf. laughs> Dak Prescott. Yep. Daniel Jones. Yep. Tua. Yep. All right, we'll just get rid of them. Uh, And then can I knock off all the rookies? Anthony Richardson. CJ Stroud, where's he? Bryce Young. All right, so that cleans it up a little bit. That takes our list. About 15-ish, it looks like. 17. 18. Can do... Is Fields on your top 10? Fields is on my top 10. Okay, then we're gonna leave him. So right now you have Kyler, Mac Jones, Cousins as your honorable mentions. Yep. Give me your number 10. Okay. My 10 is Brock
1: Purdy. It's his salary cap is just there, right? They don't, I don't think they want to replace him because of they have so many good players on their team that I don't think they can replace him. And Trey Lance is not the answer, no matter who wants to buy into him. Um, Sam Darnold obviously isn't going to be taking over for Brock Purdy during the season. So for me, it's Brock Purdy. And the only reason why I really had him listed is he hasn't made it through a full year uninjured yet. So when that happens, then I'll completely take him off my list because I think he's probably their locked in star for the next few years. But as of right now, he has to be kind of in the top 10, in my opinion.
0: All right, so we got Brock Purdy, $39,000 cap hit.
1: Yep, yeah, That's why they're not going to cut him. <laughs> it's like, Did, why think, cut that contract?
0: I think Dan said he's going to cover that cap hit out of pocket next year.
1: Uh, well, probably.
0: All right, for me, like, should we go 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8? I think or so. If I, I have so. somebody that you say, should I piggyback off that conversation?
1: Yeah, we should probably do that, because otherwise we'll get all jumbled up.
0: All right, number nine for me was Brock Purdy. Okay. And it part of this at the top of the list here is by default, to be honest mm. with you. We went through all those names. I think Justin Fields takes the leap and is not replaced, especially with a $6 million cap hit here. Uh, I, is Aaron Rodgers? I think he's safe. He's safe. He's safe. Geno Smith, is Gino's he safe? safe.
1: Yep.
0: Russell Wilson?
1: Not safe.
0: I'll leave him on your list. (laughs) Jared, Jared Goff. Safe. Stafford. Not safe. Carr. Uh, Safe. All right. So let's just clean this up a little bit more.
1: Pickett's safe too. Unless you have Pickett on there.
0: No, but he would be, he was an honorable mention for me. I get that. Just again. And the reason I wanted to remove so many of these guys, as you can see, barring something crazy, That gets us down to 13, Mm -hmm. you know, so, uh, but Brock Purdy again, partly by default, but just because we don't know what the 49ers are ever going to do yeah. and to exude any type of confidence and knowing that, and that's why I I said it on last week's episode with Dan and and I used your example with uh, Deshaun Watson, because I remember you saying this, you don't always have to take a side on a value. Just <laughs> if you don't them. want to trade for somebody, don't <laughs> trade for them. Yep. And it's the same with Purdy and Lance and Sam Darnold. If you want to throw him in there, you don't have to get involved in this situation. Especially if you are only in one or two leagues. You know, just stay away from the, the situation. And I I would never blame somebody for staying away from a Kyle Shanahan situation, whether it's quarterback, agree. running back. We saw Brandon Ayuk hit the doghouse early in his career, so I. At number nine, it's Brock Purdy. I do believe, though, if he is able to stay healthy, he's going to be that game manager that they can use with that $39,000 cap hit with all the other guys around him, Mm -hmm. and he'll be the starting quarterback in 2024. Who's number nine for you? Justin Fields. So the reason for this is, so my
1: 12-year-old started playing football for the first time, right? And so he doesn't like he didn't know what a first down was 3 weeks ago. I mean that's just how out of it he was but he And decided, you might
0: say the Bears offense they still don't know what a first down and, is. And
1: that was the problem. So we went to watch one of their games against the Lions and I mean watching Justin Fields I think he's amazing for fantasy. I understand why fantasy managers want to buy into him. But you watch him and I mean he was lost. I mean completely lost and he wasn't a rookie last year. This is his second year in the league. And so I think this is going to be his make or break here. Um, the Bears did not buy into him completely in the offseason. There was a lot of hedging. And then they decided to move off that number one overall pick. Well, and so all I'm saying is, I, I get it. I get it, John. I get it. I, but he might not be a good quarterback. I think we do need to at least put that possibility out there, even though he could be
0: a top three score in fantasy this year. There certainly is that risk, and we haven't seen that leap. And I know a lot of people, where well, they want to say, well, the Buffalo Bills, they brought in Stefan Diggs for Josh Allen. The Philadelphia Eagles brought in A.J. Brown. D.J. Moore isn't Stefan Diggs. No. <laughs> D.J. No. Moore is not A.J. Brown. And I don't think Justin Fields is going to take that, take that incredible leap and catapult himself into that Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen category. But you say they hedged. How much of that was just media
1: mumbo-jumbo? It completely could have been. Like, without a doubt, especially because I don't listen to the local writers or read the local writers in that town, so maybe I'm completely off. But it didn't seem like they were falling over themselves to compliment Justin Fields after the season
0: ended. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're in the, I don't know. I, I'm looking at it from a leverage standpoint. And once they I did, can- uh, you know, they have that pick. Oh yeah, we're a hundred percent invested in Justin Fields. All right, well, you lose leverage if you take a firm stance. So oh, I get it. but but again, maybe it was well, we're still thinking about taking Bryce Young 101. Mm-hmm. But and if you don't think that this is the thing, if you're against him and not taking that step as a quarterback and as an organization with that offense and their record, how they how they do in 2023, you're it's reasonable to have him on your top 10 list
1: here. That's why I'm willing to move and him. I think his value's probably as high as I see it going. It could be higher, without a doubt. But for me, his value is so high right now, I know I could get a good return on him, so that's why I'm more than happy to move off of him.
0: All right, number 10 for me. Mm-hmm. And he was an honorable mention for you, and I've invested heavily in this gentleman. And I think with I Bill... No, I think with Bill O'Brien, he is going to excel. But you saw Bill Belichick pull the plug on this kid once. That's true. You saw them go to Bailey's happy. How much confidence does that instill in dynasty managers that, hey, they really are going to stick with this kid? Now, luckily, his price is low enough that you it's not overly concerning. Like, oh, I have to invest multiple first round picks and it's really going to burn me, or I got to spend a third-round startup pick on him, you don't need to do that. So, no. I, again, I do think he he builds up again, and, and we see more of that rookie year efficiency than what we saw under Matt Patricia. But this number 10 spot, number 9 for me, it's I think there's a, a bigger break for me between this 9 and 8 spot like, I always messaged you and said, can we just do a top eight? Oh. Yeah, I, I like the top ten. I like the top 10. It's just an easy round situation. It is. it is. So I have Mac at ten. You had him as an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I have Brock at nine. You have him at ten. I don't have Fields on my list. Hit me with number eight. Okay, number eight is going to be Russ. And
1: it's, if I just take a step back, I mean, take our player takes off for Russ for a minute. But just taking a step back and looking at it. He was a quarterback that was traded off his team, went to a new team and wasn't good. They replaced everybody in the front office, new head coach who's, you know, Sean Payton's going to be doing his own thing no matter what. Right. Um, So for me, I think, and they paid, um, what was it Jared Stidham paid him like 17 million to come in and back up. Might have been 16 million, but it was right around there. So they paid him a lot of money to come in and be a backup. And so, for me, it's if you take just Russell... 10, 10 million, look, million for two years. Okay, well, then I completely lied. I just
0: <laughs> Yeah, but, but I mean, it
1: sounded a lot better the way that I phrased it. Um, I was just lying, I guess. But if I just take a step back and look at the situation, I think Russ is one of the quarterbacks to where he could just easily not be good and can be replaced. Because I don't buy into that offensive line. I don't buy into Javante being really good. Um, they've already lost him. Patrick, who knows how good that defense is going to be. So for me, it's very easy for me just to be like, you know what? No rust for me. I understand why people would want to buy him at his devalued
0: price right now. But for me, I'm just out. I bolded, italicized, and underlined $85 million cap hit. They could move that around. We've seen these things change. (sighs) We have, and listen, I'm not going to fight you on this because I, he spends I, so yeah, much time talking do. about <laughs> Russell Wilson, especially me. And whenever I like, people are in startups and like, "Hey, who should we take?" I always say, "Listen, I would take I Russ, this. but I get it. If you like, if there's players mm-hmm. off your board and you just think completely shit the bed, I get it. Uh, I I do think Russ Bounds is back, but uh, I'm gonna be in for a world of hurt if he doesn't. All right." Number eight for me, this is where it starts to get somewhat interesting. Yep. Ryan Tannehill. Ooh, I have him a lot higher on the list. Now, I believe that, and we've talked about this. Like this team, it it, even when maybe they should have gone full rebuild, they never want to blow it up. No, nope. They always want to be in that situation, especially in that division. Well, now with Jacksonville seemingly taking a leap, we'll see what happens there, but they've always been in a position with, Hey, we can run the ball. We can play solid defense. We just need to take care of the ball, be somewhat efficient. We don't have to light the scoreboard on fire. And I think, uh, you know, I I think there is a, a chance that they put themselves in a decent spot this year they give Tannehill like a one-year contract or a two-year deal with an out after one year and, you know, or maybe they don't do anything right away, but, you know, behind the scenes, they're exploring options. There's nothing out there. They're not in a spot to make an early draft pick and, and they stick with them. But I, here's the thing with Tannehill. I think he's going to start somewhere in the league next year. Oh, I could see that too. Is it going to be a situation where it's like a Garoppolo that maybe he gets a year, you know, assuming Garoppolo doesn't perform any better than this training camp reports we're seeing right now. He was just one for seven with three interceptions that were dropped. Like, we'll see. But for me, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, he kind of gets in that murky water of, he's good enough to be a starter in the NFL. The team dynamic and what we see in 2023 is really going to dictate what happens with him. Because if they go three and 14 they probably switched to levis already Mm -hmm. and it's not gonna be ryan Tannehill moving forward so i for him it would be i believe he is on a different team more likely than not still not completely shutting the door on the titans but maybe 60 40 based on how the season goes and how that team wants to build moving forward
1: yeah see i have him all the way up at number three
0: and it's pretty for
1: everything you've laid out, but I think they did draft Levis for a reason, and I think Tannehill is extremely easy to walk away from. Like his contract is up after this year, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. So I mean, for me, he was just one those locked in. I I think he's going to be an NFL starter, so having him on your dynasty teams is a good thing because he's going to keep putting you points for at least the next couple of years. But I think there's. A very high likelihood is just not on the Titans next year. And honestly, that's not a bad thing. Put him on a different offense that has like more than one good skill player. Like I'd be more than happy with that.
0: Yeah. Whenever he's been healthy, whenever he's had even remotely decent, if that you can even say they hit decent mm-hmm. uh, weapons around him, he, like I said, he ran the offense for the most efficient red zone offense, at least one of the most efficient. In NFL history, mm-hmm. they, they they were either punching it in or he was just firing it in the end zone at a clip that I don't think he'll ever reach, but yeah. All right, who's number seven for you? Seven for me
1: is Desmond Ritter. I think he should probably be a little bit higher, but I really just don't like that NFC South division. I think Atlanta is going to be really good, and Arthur Smith put together a good offense with Marcus Mariota being one of the worst quarterbacks we've seen on the field in a long time. And so this is me buying into Arthur Smith, knowing what he is doing. They added Bijan. I think they're going to be a good enough team to where they're not going to be drafted high. And we've already seen them pass quarterbacks for multiple years in a row now. And I just don't see them. I can, I see them moving on from Desmond Ritter. yes. Do I see them being bad enough to, Drafting high? No. So it would be they would have to bring in someone else for that. And so do I really see them bringing in, let's say for me, Russ over Ritter? Probably not. Uh, Just the way that they're spending right now, I think Desmond Ritter has like a 53% chance to be the starter there next year, right? To where all the guys that I'll be, be mentioning from here on out, I think they just have a lower likelihood.
0: Yeah, I, I toyed with the idea of where I was going to have Ritter here. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact spot. Oh, nice. And, and a lot of the things you said, and I do think it's a better, like like for Tannehill, I said maybe 60-40 that he's probably somewhere else. For Ritter, drop the last letter there. For Ritter, I would say maybe 60-40 he does start week one. Mm-hmm for the Falcons. Maybe they bring an insurance policy in to maybe have a camp battle or, or, or see where the situation is. But for fantasy purposes, I'm still not on board with him. No, oh, let so, me make that yeah, clear. I get that. I don't think he's going to be worth the 24 first. Let me make that clear. I know that was a conversation that we, we threw the poll up and there were some varying opinions. I think there's I, two opinions on the other side. <laughs> I, I think it was uh. I uh, Tim and Corey, right? It was me. I was with Tim, and then well, Corey was the one that brought it up initially. Oh, did, was he? Oh, I did not know how he, he brought it,
1: it up. Yep.
0: Anyway, so three then. If you if if that's how it went, um, but yeah, I would say slightly better chance than not. He is with the the Falcons, but the issue is like if things go horribly awry. Yeah. I Desmond Ritter. He he's gone. my seven. <laughs> he gone, I, gone. Yeah. I, all right. Who's number six for you? Six. I got Matthew Stafford.
1: It's it, it, like, I think McVeigh retire. That's my thing. I think McVeigh and Stafford could both end up walking away after this year. It's Stafford's getting paid a whole bunch of money. I don't remember how much it is, but I don't want to throw out numbers. Cause I just make them up at this point, but I know it's a lot. <laughs> right. And so for me, like, you look at the defense, the defense is going to be horrible. Like it's going to be bad. And then they have Cooper Cup. And that's it. I mean, you could buy into Tyler Higby if you want. But yeah, you brought it up right there. He's getting oh Lord. It'd be a hundred million dollar dead money if they cut him this year, it goes down to 86 Eight. next year. Yeah. And so I just think there's a very strong likelihood that McVeigh walks away. When McVeigh walks away, Stafford's gonna walk away with him. And for me, I just don't buy into the Rams being a good team this year. So for me, I could see everyone just walking away. Maybe even less Snead just is like, you know what? I've done it. I won my Super Bowl. I'm going to go rebuild somewhere else.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So he wasn't uh, on your list, right? No, he wasn't. So I have like three people on my list that you don't have. So I'm a little worried when we get down here to the bottom six, if I just completely didn't even think about three guys.
0: No, no, no. I think, I think we'll be okay. Uh, number six for me is Kirk cousins. Okay. Okay. I, uh, you know, it's one of those situations. I truly don't know what they're going to do, but you would think with the pieces there, Mm -hmm. they, they would want to keep a player like Kirk cousins. What veteran are you going to go out and get, are you, are you going to trade up? So, uh, do, 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 do. Sorry, I was just reading an update. Um, So I have Cousins here at six. And to be honest with you, as we've been going through this, I would. Can I move him to nine? You can move to 11. I think 11 would be perfect. I want to move him to nine. All right. All right. Well, who are you putting at six? Esmond Ritter at six. All right. All so right. Mac, Cousins. That. That's fair. Mac. Cousins, Purdy, Tannehill, Ritter, five left. Yeah. Okay. See, that's why I like these conversations, and I I'm I'm glad Jay Stu threw it at us. Same. Yeah. No, I loved it because I haven't really thought about
1: it in this way. And like, who do I really, really think isn't going to be a starter next year?
0: Now, again, I I think Kirk Cousins is locked and loaded to start somewhere. Of course, just now for the Vikings. That's that's what's and then. Uh Tannehill, I wouldn't say he's locked and loaded to be a Mm -hmm. starter, but 80% chance to start week one somewhere. Right. Uh so Mac, Cousins, Purdy, Tannehill, Ritter for me through six. And let me I, I wanna I wanna put the disclaimer at the bottom of the screen. I reserve every single right to change this before the season rolls around. I'll
1: change mine in an hour. <laughs> I mean, new information comes out, man. I'm more than happy to move on. We brought up not to go on a tangent, but shoemaker, right? Like, you know, I was all over him yeah. in drafts. I think the dude's still on the pup list, right? He's not practicing. Well, he's not like fully practicing yet. Right. So I'm uh, completely they, they off said of he him had, They
0: said he had a little setback.
1: Yeah. So I'm completely off of him. Like we have to adjust based off new information.
0: All right. So I'm interested here. Be, well, no, I know. I right? actually pick it safe, right? You think pick it pick safe? Pick it safe. Yeah. Okay. Then no, we're probably good here, actually. Okay. um, I'll throw a number five really quick. Please do. Uh, it's Kyler for me. Okay. And I just think that team is going to be so bad. I don't think they pass on Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. And I, I've i been buying Kyler. I, the the fantasy floor and the ceiling, absurd. But I don't know that it's with Arizona. Yeah, that's fair. So for me, uh, still buying them. Mm -hmm. But Kyler, Cousins, and Tannehill are the ones that would go start somewhere else. If this list does, in fact, hold true. So who's number five for you? Jordan Love.
1: It's. I mean, he's better than the other guys we have left. But I don't know if he's actually better. I just think he's more valued right now. And they spent a first round pick on him. So he gives them that little bit of insulated value and they signed him through next year. And so sure. I mean, but yeah, he's easily, if you made like a hot seat for quarterbacks, he would have to be in the top five. I think on everybody's list, because we just don't know if he's an actual NFL quarterback. At this point, he played at Utah state in the mountain West. And it's not like he killed it. His last scenes in the mountain West, he was, good the year before they lost everybody and then he was pretty average after that so for me i mean i'm guessing you have him at four he is my number
0: four yes yep. Yep. and i actually i would say this is a situation where maybe they would draft somebody in the third or something mm-hmm. or the second whatever and or maybe they spent another a late first round pick well you would assume they'd be winning then um but but maybe they have they're gonna be winning (laughs) yeah like like as we're talking about this it's easier and easier to see a situation that Jordan Love is not their starting quarterback now does he start week one next year maybe maybe maybe. yeah but is he the starter come week five week six I I I don't know and you said they could even pull the plug this year 13 million dollar dead cap next year that is nothing oh no that's nothing and A big thing with a guy like Jordan Love, all the quarterbacks we've brought up
1: previously, I could see why you would want to have them on your dynasty roster this year. I could understand even the argument for Desmond Ritter, right? I can't make up a good argument for Jordan Love unless you just absolutely think that he's going to be great. If there's any hesitancy there, I don't want him on a single one of my dynasty teams because I don't think he's going to go up to be an upper echelon quarterback in the NFL. And so I know even if he's good, I could just wait till next year to get him if that's what I'm thinking. Because I don't think his value is going to go up that much, no matter what happens this year.
0: Yeah, I'm looking, and I, I actually thought about this earlier today when we, again, Jay Stu, thank you for dropping this mm-hmm. uh, great conversation starter. But I was thinking about where I have him tiered. I got to drop him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I He's too freaking high. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe I was it. too freaking high. But that's the
1: thing. Know. I mean, you look at him, he's like, well, he's young. He's getting a chance to start. And while all that's true, there's a lot of variables going against him as well.
0: Yeah. And then it's like Garoppolo, Ritter, maybe bump Ritter up one to, with Purdy. Right. Yeah. And love down one with Brock and Ritter. You know, yeah, that's probably what I'll do here. Yeah, That's fair. Yeah. It's you know, like I think this team is just going to be. But let me play devil's advocate. Yes. Could this be the Seahawks of last year? Could be. Yes. You have you have a solid run game. You have AJ yep. Dillon. You have Aaron Jones. You you have Christian Watson, who could be like the the DK. You have mm-hmm. Romeo Do- Dobbs, who's not Tyler Lockett, but let's say he is for the sake of this conversation. You're right.
1: and no, that's then- a great and then you way have Jaden to look at Reed
0: it. who could be ds
1: gridge mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. but how you brought it up makes sense because i mean we saw russell wilson with the seahawks the year before he left. So everyone thinks that team's going to be completely garbage maybe we're wrong but geno smith at least showed he was somewhat capable in the nfl before this like seven years prior but yeah at least yeah yeah the, the broken giants incident
0: yeah it's that's going to be an adjustment that i'm going to mm-hmm. be making here very quickly um so but, my number but, four really, really quick though oh, here's the thing so when i adjust somebody like jordan love mm-hmm. i was already like i had him at quarterback i had that 21 to 26 tier and the market has him at quarterback 20 so i was still below market and this is just going to put him even more they, below you to be well below market, but it's not like I uh, <laughs> under no circumstances <laughs> should Dobbs be compared to Lockett. So disrespectful. I couldn't even spit out the sentence. They're ball, I, players.
1: I mean, it kind of works out eh, maybe, but I couldn't bit. even
0: spit out the sentence. And, but now talking about tour and love, just to wrap this up, mm-hmm. it's not like I was above market. And I'm like, oh, we, we got to go out and scoop up Jordan Love, scoop him up. So that's why, like, these are situations that I still feel okay with the adjustment. And it's not like, oh, I kind of screwed over patrons, right? That are, that, no, you know, I get it, I get it. All right, I just, I'm just, I'm just justifying it for myself. All right, so we we got we got three left.
1: <laughs> we got three left. I guarantee my number four is gonna be your number three, and it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this, if I was told today that Jimmy Grappolo is going to be healthy for 17 games, he would not be on my list. The fact, he's just always injured. He's going into the season injured. It took him until training camp to pass the physical. I just can't put any faith that he's actually going to be healthy enough to start. And I don't think the Raiders are going to give him a chance next year. If he can't stay healthy this year, they won't give him the chance next year to start. So in my opinion, he's just, Look, if I could get that injury guarantee on him, then I wouldn't even mention him. But as of right now, he, he's just, com- I think he's going to be easily replaced going into next season.
0: Yeah, he's my, I mean, put him up there already. He's my number mm-hmm. three. I have so much to me, Garoppolo, but at some point you got to face the music. $11 million dead cap. The The arm strength has just been abysmal from what we've been seeing. He's, he's under throwing so many receivers, not hitting anybody in a deep route. I, I know Devontae Adams is telling people, hey, shut up. Like, I'm, I'm a Raider. Jimmy, Jimmy's my guy. We're good. That's We're my good. quarterback. <laughs> give, give him five weeks whenever Garoppolo is not hitting water falling out of a boat. Mm-hmm. It's like, In it, listen, outside of his family, I'm probably Jimmy Garoppolo's biggest supporter. You are. I'm surprised you don't have a jersey on the wall. I, who's to say I don't? Maybe I'm just too ashamed to bring it up. Well, when I get that helmet, that mystery box <laughs> helmet, I know it's going to be Garoppolo. I just know it. Uh, but yeah, so Garoppolo number three. Mm-hmm. All right. Battle. This is a Do battle. Do you want to go here. with
1: your number two? Sam Howell. Uh, he's my number one. So yeah. oh, okay. it's just a flip. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, but I,
1: I honestly should have put him as two. The only reason why I put Sam Howell as one is because I'm not 100% certain he's going to be the week one starter this year. Right. I, I mean, Baker's but, 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 not going to start for Tampa Bay next year. That's, are we
0: certain Baker's the week one starter in Tampa? I think Yeah. Uh, a little bit higher. Give me
1: 2% higher odds on that one. But yeah, I mean, flip-flop these two. here? How, how you about want. this? How about this? I like it. 1A and 1B. That is more than fair. So, do you want to go off on Sam? Hey, go, go with Baker first. Oh, I was just, uh, like, Baker is not going to be a starting quarterback going into the league next year. Like that, I'm 100% certain about. I don't think, I mean, I would, I'm actually going to hate if I listen back to this, and this is like the Seahawks of last year, to where I was like, look, you don't want anybody on this team. They're not going to be in the red zone. But like, I'm okay getting Mike Evans at value right now. I'm okay getting Chris Godwin at value right now. I'm just not touching Baker Mayfield on any team. If someone offered me him for a playoff 24-second, I'm not taking Baker Mayfield off my team. I've, or
0: I'm not putting him on my team. I just want absolutely nothing to do with him. Yeah, it's and this is a conversation, I need to pull it up here, that was had in the Discord earlier in the offseason, mm-hmm. and I think it's whenever he first went to the Buccaneers, and I was shipping Baker off. I mean, I moved him for Dalton Schultz in third and 30. See? That's awesome. And for context for everybody, that's a 14-team league, no tight end premium. No tight end premium. Nope. And I'll be honest, as soon as I made the trade, I went, oh, God, I, I'm not in love with that, but Obviously, there's no return policy. Hey, can can we swap them back now that I think about it? Mm -hmm. But I just, yeah, Baker Mayfield, Sam Howell, I mean, both of them are in the same boat. We Mm -hmm. don't know if they're even going to be starters week one. I I think Sam Howell is. That's why he's my number two. Uh, And one more thing I want to add with Sam Howell is I think they completely
1: rework the front office. I think we see a new coaching staff in there next year, no matter really what happens on the field, unless they end up going, you know, 11 and six or whatever. I just don't think that's going to happen, but I think they're going to revamp everything with that franchise, with the new ownership. And I just don't think Sam Howell's going to be able to live through, you know, not he'll be able to stay alive, but he probably won't see the field much in 2024 is my guess.
0: Yeah. Obviously he's still on his rookie contract. Baker, not mm-hmm. so, it's uh, Baker's gonna be a backup somewhere next year. Yep. I would say, I, I would be absolutely shocked if I, he and Trask they might play eight and nine games respe- respectively. Mm-hmm. And so, you think Jacoby we see him at some point this year, okay? Right. So, to reiterate, to recap, and I'm going to throw this in the Discord too Mitch from 10 to 1a, Purdy Fields, Russ Ritter stafford love at five jimmy g Tannehill, baker and sam howe from order of uh least least likely least likely yeah least ish likely to not be there's a lot of negatives here but anyway it goes down to the most likely not to start for the respective team week one of 2024 and then you had kyler mack and kirk cousins as honorable mentions, I went from 10 to 1A, Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, Ryan Tannehill, Desmond Ritter, Kyler Murray, Jordan Love, Jimmy G, Sam and Baker Mayfield, and I'm going to ask the people sent provide their lists too. Or oh, maybe even a, yeah. even a top five. doesn't matter. Without a doubt. And okay. it will just be fun to keep track of it. Maybe I'll put together a, I'll just have people put in their list on the Google sheet with their name. Right. You know, I like that. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. All right. This is that was fun. I, I I enjoyed like that was a good conversation. I like uh, that was like one
1: of my favorite episodes we've had this off season to be honest with you because it actually made me think
0: outside the box a little bit. Yeah, like you saw it right there. I, I I called an audible with my list. Like mm-hmm. I had my list. I'm like I'm good with this talking through it. That's why who did I move? I Kirk Cousins. Kirk, yep. Yeah. And then Mac again. So like that's why I wanted the break between 8 and 9 because I you know Purdy, so many question marks but anyway uh jay stew appreciate that that that's can we, we rely on you guys i think. know we don't do not do final thoughts on pivot point
1: but i kind of want to do a final thought you know what
0: i'm, I'm gonna hate
1: you with it final thoughts love it
0: All okay right.
1: so the reason why i wanted to do this is So Dynasty Daddy is an awesome website, right? And I think everybody should use it, even if you only have one team. Like, It just brings in and it gives you a rough estimation on what the Dynasty values are, how good your Dynasty team is, how good they will be as starters this year. So for what I do, every single team I've been looking at recently, I go in there and I open it up. The reason why I open it up is because Every roster is right there. It's easily clickable. So I go like, "Hey, who has the 11th best wide receiver?" Because I want to move a wide receiver. Oh, look, they don't have good ones. I could send them them. They're really strong at tight end. I could attack them this way. So I think it makes trading so much easier. And it's not like I'm using it for my trade calculations or anything, but I just think it saves me a lot of time because I have a lot of leagues to where I could go like, I'll go through every single roster. I could be like, "Hey, look." they have the 12th worst. I have the second best tight end room. Let's see if we could fix that up a little bit. So I just want to give a shout out to them cuz I think Jeremy does awesome work over there.
0: I it's absolutely incredible and like you said it makes things easier for you just going out and you're not forced to I'm just going to send out blind offers or I have to go through every roster. Okay, Mitch has two or three starting running backs here. Like you don't it's right there, all yep. on one page and it just saves you time especially if you have a larger portfolio. But like you said, even if you just have one team, it really is an amazing resource. And I know we've blasted out in the Discord. We we throw it on every episode description. But if you haven't had a chance, go check it out. And Jeremy is in the Discord. Uh, tag him. He answers questions like right away. Yeah, so. Dude's awesome. All right, let's see. What's what the comment here? Uh, Mitch getting crazy calling. on. I know I'm
1: mixing it up today, but, you know, we do that on Sundays in Utah a little bit
0: yeah i don't want to know what that means but anyway
1: (laughs) not a lot here to be honest
0: uh any conversations like this any topics let us know because we'd love to discuss it on, on the pivot point and we appreciate everybody we'll catch you guys in the discord peace